What's up, everybody? Colin Hayes here. I don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day of the week it is. I hope you're having a great day and a great week, and let's get it started. Make sure to follow us on all social media, at Better You Show. Share this podcast with a friend or family member, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Remember, the book of the week is always linked in the description below, as well as you can support this podcast for as little as $3 a month in the Patreon link in the description. This week's episode is an interview with my strength coach here at the University of Kansas, Keith Belton. We talk about his nonprofit and motivation through that. He asked me about starting a podcast for his nonprofit. So we met up at Panera Bread and we actually just recorded this interview. So you can hear some background music, some background noises because we were at Panera Bread. But I want you to know that the information, the things that we talk about, hone in on that and listen to it because he brings all the energy, he brings all the juice. And I promise you this interview is well worth it. So you have an organization called Thump. When did you first think of wanting to create an organization and why is the reasoning behind the name Thump? Well, we decided to design this organization, I would say around five years ago. We was at the uh, University of Southern California and uh, just being in the community, being in the fabric of the community, I saw so many young kids, whether young women, young women or young men, it just reminded me so much of myself from an athletic standpoint, but also struggled in the academic settings and traditional ac- academic settings. So what we wanted to do is provide a program that'll help those kids, not only from an academic setting, but a social setting as well as athletics. Mm-hmm. What is THUMP, the acronym? What Do you know um, the reasoning behind you picked those? What are the, the words behind THUMP? What does T stand for? H, <laughs> yeah. if you can get those from the heart. Yeah. So. The T stands for togetherness, the H stands for honor, the U stands for understanding, the M stands for mentorship, and the P stands for provision. Yeah. So where do you stand in this organization? You're the creator of it, correct? Yes, sir. I'm the president. So where, what do you what do you do on a day-to-day basis with this organization? Do you hand it off to someone or do you run it all by yourself? Do you have people helping you? Yeah, so we have a board. We actually have an outstanding team. Of course, I'm at the forefront of it. Um, but. My wife, she's a she's a VP, so she handles a lot of behind the scenes things that actually allows us to do these uh, these activities. But three, four times out of the week, after um, my normal day, I'll meet kids at uh, Billy Mills Middle School, and we go through health, and we go through fitness, or I go to the Boys and Girls Club and volunteer there and do some work out there. And then also we have uh, other sites in other cities and states, whether it's L.A., Atlanta. Chicago, Philadelphia. So we have a huge team of uh, people out there doing doing work in our mission. Yeah, and just to back that up a little bit, you know, you're I'm a, one of your athletes. You're a strength coach here at the University of Kansas. How does how did you get into being a strength coach? <laughs> that was by mistake, actually. <laughs> um, I've always been in the fitness, and after my professional playing career. I always wanted to be an educator. I always wanted to be a school teacher. So I started out as a school teacher, elementary school teacher. I went middle school, then I went to high school. But when you get to high school, I've always been involved in sports. So uh, I end up being like a PE substitute. Mm. And for one of those classes, they put me in a weight room. And I was like, you know what? I kind of know this weight room thing pretty well. And I really just gravitated towards it. And I found more satisfaction out of being in the weight room than actually being on the playing fields and courts. And so I really, um, I really took that, took that bull by the horn, so to speak. Learned as much as I needed to learn. Got into the internship process with uh, Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Then after Wake Forest, I went to Baylor. From Baylor, I went to Washington. From Washington, I went to USC. From USC, I went to 
University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, then came back to USC, and now I'm in Kansas. Dang, that's a, that is a journey. That is a journey for sure. <laughs> now, when do, what do you see the similarities and differences between um, teaching college football players versus um, your organization and working with younger children? It makes you realize that though we're all different, we're all the same. Yeah. Though we're all different, we're all the same. It's the same coaching cues. It's the same. It's all about building relationships. At the end of the day, um, I think the better relationships that you have on a on the coaching floor or the field allows you to be a better coach overall because the kids really understand uh, that you really care about them as a person, not necessarily how how fast they can run or how much they can bench or whatever it may be. I think all those things are secondary. I just think the personal relationships and the interpersonal relationships you build really allows you to be more effective and efficient with your time. Yeah. Now, but for you personal, what is your, do you have a personal motto? Do you have a personal motivational sentence saying you say to yourself every day or when you're like going through something, you're just like, this is it. This is what I'm going to say to myself to get me to where I want to go. Yeah, I have a process. So I, I grew up reading dyslexic. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I have to do is read. I have to. Mm-hmm. It's almost like lifting weights for a lot of people or running or conditioning for a lot of people if i if you don't run or you don't lift weights for a lot of people you you become unconditioned and for me reading is the same way so i wake up in the morning i condition my mind every single day with reading and then i always show gratitude so i always write down my gratitude log and i kiss my wife every morning sometimes she don't want it sometimes (laughs) it's post uh pre pre brushing my teeth but it, it happens and so i have a ritual i go through every morning I usually read some inspirational. I read the Bible in the morning. Then I kiss my wife and I brush my teeth. Then I go kiss my kids and I pull off and go to work. So they always say the first 20 to 30 minutes of your day is the most impactful uh, minutes of your your day. So I always try to front load that with positivity and affirmations. Yeah, how do you, you know, you're a strength coach. And for those that don't know, strength coaches, they're there all the time. You all are always at the facility. Um, you're, you're, You're there year round helping us get better as athletes. How does your family, the organization, your personal um, needs and wants, and being a strength coach full-time, how do you um, balance all that? For me, it's no balance because it's my lifestyle. Mm. You know, when I, look at my, when I look at the opportunity I have to serve the student-athletes, I'm already working out anyway, and yeah. something, that's something I love to do. And then, obviously, being in athletics and being in sports is something that's been my life's work, and it's been a part of my family since we can ever remember. I met my wife, I was 14. I met her running track. So she's an athlete also. So Mm -hmm. it's all consuming for us. It's no real balance. My kids come up to, that's the good thing about working with Coach Les Miles. He's he's very family oriented. So he loves for the kids and the families to come up to the facility. So it's no real balance. It's, It's just what we do, it's all we know. And then as far as the organization, sometimes when we get out of work, we take our kids to go train with the kids at Billy Mills Middle School. So it's just training all day for us. And our kids are in sports. And so my wife, she really does an amazing job taking care of the home front when I'm not home, mm-hmm. making sure the kids are up, making sure, you know, just doing mom things. But then she does a great job bringing them up during the day so I can see them, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes. And then we all go to the soccer practices or the basketball practices when school is out. So for me, it's, it's been a blessing because I have a very supportive wife. Mm-hmm. And she's she's basically at the forefront of this um, our organization anyway. So it just works for us. Yeah. What would, what would you say is the hardest thing 
that moving around, you know, you, earlier you spoke about your journey as a strength coach. What was the hardest <laughs> thing, both uh, personal-wise and maybe family-wise? Golly, you pouring it on today. <laughs> you said you wanted to record something. I so. love it. I love it. It's what it's all about. Um, personally, I was 28 years old when I got in this draft condition. I retired from football at 27. So personally for me, it's kind of breaking down that barrier of really understanding what it is that I need to do next. Mm-hmm. I, I've been an athlete, a professional athlete. I've been playing sports for dang near all my life, and then all of a sudden it stops. Yeah. So making that transition to say, okay, what are you going to do now? Um, it was funny because I actually stopped going by Thump when I got done playing football. It was Thump has always been my name. I didn't start going by Keith till I was 30 years old. I just wanted to create a separate, a separate identity. Football was who I was. Yeah. In my mind, it yeah. was my identity. But when I got into the professional settings, I started going by Keith Belton. And um, that's when I got into strength and conditioning. I got into mental health and things like that. And so personally, just getting over that, just making that transition from being a professional athlete to an educator was very, very difficult because I still wanted to play. But I just wasn't good enough anymore. So yeah. they put me out. <laughs> and then professionally, just... Uh, just staying a course, you know, this this could be a difficult, difficult, difficult profession because the uncertainty of a lot of things, you know, is all predicated on wins and losses. But I get my joy, I get my um I get my why just being around student athletes and it excites me every single day. So that kind of makes it all worth it. Yeah, for sure. I got three more questions. Yep. I know you uh <laughs> this started out as a something small, but so you're very energized at practice. If you know, if y'all uh, watch, you know, if you follow KU football on Twitter, Instagram, or any social media, Coach Belton's always in the background, screaming, yelling, running, doing everything, which is great. How do you find that energy every single day? <laughs> I train for it. Yeah, I train for it. I, you guys off season is miles off season. Mm-hmm. You know, when you guys are training, I'm training. When you guys are lifting, I'm lifting because at the end of the day, I'm a brand. It's just what it is. I'm a brand, and when Coach Miles wanted to hire me, he knew exactly what he was getting. So it it would be hypocritical of me not to be that. Yeah. And if you typed up my name, you'll probably see something called Endless Energy or anything like that. It's it's always been who I was, and it's authentically me. Even as a player in college, I won the Passion Award. Mm -hmm. I've always done everything with passion, always since I was a kid. And sometimes it got me in trouble, yeah, you know, but right. it's just always been who I was. But I do know that's my gift. So if I don't use my gift, then I'll just be another guy. And I yeah. never just wanted to be another guy. You know, yeah, I, right. something had to separate me because I enjoy myself, you know, and sometimes like it, it's probably a little bit too much to a lot of people, but it's never too much to me. Um, I would love if if I was a player. I would love to have someone like me around. I really would. I'd be like, man, this dude's getting on my nerves. But come on, let's bring it on some more. You know, right. I just I just believe that you have to enjoy your job. And I don't even think about this as a job. Look, I'm 38 years old. I wear tennis shoes and shorts to work every day. Yeah, I'm around you every day. I'm around all these student athletes every day and I listen to music all day long and I get to work out and scream. Are you kidding me? And I get paid well to do that. How could you not be excited to do that? Right. Like how could how could you have a bad day mm-hmm. when you get to work out every day, you get to eat every day, you get to work at one of the finest institutions in America academically and athletically. How could you not have a good day? Right. 
Right. No, understandable. That episode uh, a while back that I read in the book, you know, people consider their their uh, workplace either a job, a career, or a calling, right? A job is just something you go to for a paycheck. A career is like, okay, I can maybe work my way up, but a calling is something that you feel like you're called to because I can make a change. This is why I'm put on this earth. And, you know, seeing you every day shows me what a calling really is. Yeah. You Show me what a really calling is. Uh, this coaching is a calling, especially if you're going to do it the right way for the right reasons. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's hard. Like, I, could, I couldn't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. I really believe what I do, I'm called to do because I literally don't get tired of doing it. Yeah. I don't get tired of running around that field. I don't get tired of coaching when it's time to go. I don't get tired at all physically or emotionally, mentally. I don't get tired at all. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that's something that the good Lord has put it in me to do. This my it's, it's my calling. So um, one of the coaches said something the other day, and, and I never heard of this before. I don't know why I haven't heard of it. Maybe I need to read more. And I think I read pretty decently. But he said there's four types of people. He said there's adders, there's multipliers, there's dividers, and there's subtractors. And he said, KB, you are adder and a multiplier. And I had to think about that. And I was like, I never heard about this before. And so I ended up reading it, and then I ended up uh, listening to a podcast on it. And I was like, wow. Like, it dropped my heart. So when I see the coach, I'm about to give him a hug because that's the, that's the best compliment you can ever give. Yeah. And so um, this was yesterday, actually. I'm like, wow. It just it kind of blowed my mind that he said, coach, you're an adder and a multiplier. Everybody's not like that. You got a lot of dividers and subtractors, but you're an adder and a multiplier. And I was like... I took that as a compliment without really knowing that it was a compliment, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. That's that. So two more questions, um, and I want to say some at the end, but what I always ask people when I interview on my podcast, what three things do you know hold true in life? Three things that you've learned through your reading, through your playing career, through your coaching career, through growing up. What three things about people, about this earth, about really anything, what three things do you know hold true in life? If you're authentically yourself, you'll never fail. You never fail. You have to continuously grow personally, and you have to prioritize what's what's important and what's not. Yeah. You know, I always think about nutrition. People think about nutrition and talk about, you know, what are you eating from a physical standpoint. But I, I, I think of it of more of a metaphoric uh, aspect of what are you reading, what are you listening to, who are you talking to. How do those things and how do those people make you feel? And then you prioritize your time around that. Yeah, those are really good. And then lastly, what about your organization or about yourself or about what you do? Where can people find this? Where can people go to support, to help, to um, really just do anything to help the organization grow? Where can they go to find that and how can they help? Yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram at Team Foundation. As far as our website, is teamthump.com. And then you can also follow myself at competition.me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I'll put all that at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, you know, I was, I was a few days ago, I was sitting in our team meeting room, and Coach Bellin is always someone I've looked up to. He's always energized. And growing up, I wasn't really energized, but as I started this journey of reading a lot, um, I like to read as well and you know, listening to motivation and all this stuff I've been more energized and being a specialist you know you're kind of I wouldn't say overlooked but you're kind of set apart you know because you're not 
you're a part of the team, but you know, you're a specialist, you do specialized things. And Coach Belton came up to me in the team meeting room. He's like, we need to talk about this podcast deal. And I knew we had an organization, but I didn't know what it all you know, encompassed. I didn't know everything about it. And you know, listening to Coach Belton talk about on this podcast and just seeing him every single day, he really does hold true to what he says, those values, everything he stands for, he does every single day. It doesn't matter if it's a Monday, a Sunday, a Tuesday, no matter what day it is, he's always energized. And it's an honor for me, for him to come and approach me about something that I love to help him grow what he loves. And that's truly an honor for me because I never thought starting this podcast a year ago, I'd have someone who I look up to as a coach approach me and ask for help. But that just goes to show that no matter where you are in life, no matter where you are in your journey in life, what you are doing can help someone who is older than you, someone that could be even more wise than you, someone who you look up to, they can ask you for help. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you are, if you do what you love, like Coach Belton said, if you do what you love, if you follow your passion, you will never fail. Thank so, you, man. Yeah, Coach, thank you for coming on here. I really do appreciate it. And please check out his organization. He's a great guy, great coach, great person. And, and I truly wish the best for everything you do. Thanks for having me on. This is amazing. Adders and multipliers, man. Yes, That's sir. who we are. Yes, sir. Well, there was the interview. I know it's longer than my usual episodes, but we just kept talking and talking, and I really, really enjoyed it. So please, I'll tag all of his information in the description, all of his social media, his nonprofit. Please check it out. Everything he says, like I said in the interview, holds true. He really does all those things that he says. So make sure to follow us on all social media, at Better You Show. Share this podcast with a friend or family member, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. As always, get ready for a new life filled with a better you. Thank you.